Welcome to Transition of Style, the podcast that explores the ways in which personal style and identity meet. Transition of Style is sponsored by QueerCut, a global gender-free marketplace and online community that connects LGBT shoppers with queer-friendly brands and products. Welcome back to Transition of Style. I'm your host, Corinne. What's going on? Today, I have with me Heather Smith. Heather Smith is a designer, a builder, a maker, a boxer. She hustles through New York City, providing handy person services to fellow New Yorkers who'd rather not get their hands dirty. In her free time, she takes pictures and hits things. Hits things. Ooh, that sounds so violent. Heather, what's going on? <laughs> the hitting things is so I don't get violent with people. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so she hits it's things. It's actually very zen. It's is actually it? very zen. Okay, yes, we're going to get into yes. that because I feel like there's yeah. so much to get into. We're going to yeah. find out what you're hitting and why and, and all the things. So a builder. Yeah. I want to. I want to know, well, first of all, with you being a builder, a designer, I didn't even mention that Heather is also a mixologist, <laughs> also created a beautiful bar and is makes beautiful cocktails. So between being a builder, a mixologist, a designer, a photographer, and someone that hits things, we'll get into that. Wh- what started first? Like you, you do a lot, Heather. Um, <laughs> the construction started first because I grew up in a family that just was always expected to be hands-on. We lived at a farmhouse built in 1820. My parents did all of their own restoration and, and all of that with the property. Wow. The kids were expected to be part of that. When I wanted my own bedroom as a teenager, yeah. I had to build it. I had to help put up the wall to make the wow. room. Are you so, serious? Yeah, were you, totally. Were you afraid? Were you like, oh my God, like, I don't... Did you just get walked through it or were you just like, because you had been around a family that was like that, that you were just ready to sort of be like, okay, so show me um, how to make this work. I, I functioned more as a helper. Like I, my dad was right there with me. My mom was there with me. Like we did it as a team. Oh, but I, the point was that I was expected to have an investment in what was being given to me. Right. There was never, bizarrely enough to get into it quickly, there was never gendered expectations in terms of what we were capable of doing in my family. Fantastic. They're like, help build the wall. <laughs> you know, you want the wall, if you want this, it. if you want this special space, then you have to contribute to it. So I'm yeah, curious. We're not just going to do it for you. See, I like that. That's yeah. amazing. But because mm-hmm. obviously they're enabling you to like learn that skill and also yeah. like, you know, take some pride in what you've done. And I'm wondering now that what did it mean to you after you did that? Because now you've had a hand in creating this thing. So does it mean more to you then? Does it, does it, or were you just like, oh, this is just what we do? I think now I appreciate it. And I think a little bit at the time it was, yeah, this is just what we do. Because even then, like going into school and talking about that, the kids around me were like, huh? <laughs> I grew up in a very, very tiny farm community in upstate New York, right. which like I walked away from after school mm-hmm. and always felt other when I was there. So like yeah. I was always this odd little kid that like could do pull ups and build shit and <laughs> knew how to use a chainsaw. You know, like I just it didn't. My parents were hippies. I didn't have social consciousness, a type of upbringing that they did, and in mm-hmm. like I didn't have a normal family. Let's right. just put it that way, <laughs> in a good in a good way. But I didn't have a normal family. I so. think it's so interesting that you talk about how your kids were like, like what you can do, what you can do yeah. all this stuff, and that like I think that I could I just see you having a conversation with someone now and being like that is the most badass thing I've ever heard, <laughs> like you know very different from mm-hmm. maybe what you experienced when you were younger because I think when I listened to it I'm like. That's so badass. Yeah. That's so badass. And I think in that respect with my family, I got very, very lucky. Like, I look back on it now, and especially 
thinking about what you and I might be talking about, really, really, really finally understanding how little gender was in my family. Remarkable given that that was 30 something years ago, you know, that's even longer than that. But yeah. Yeah. So So. that's so now you use those uh, sort of your building skills to sort of like help other people. How do you put that skill to use right now? So I think I've regardless of what I learned as a kid, I've always just loved building things. For me, it's an extension of my design interest and my I was in a partnership for almost 20 years. They were a contractor, you know, so I also learned more during that process where we did all of our own refinishing in the homes that we lived in and and all that stuff. So um, I, and I just have an affinity for it. It's something I'm good at. I, I I can think through things. I can figure out how pieces go together. And if I can't, I'll sit there until I can. Like I, I love it. You know, when I'm making something, when I am figuring out how to do it, whether it's a design project for a client, it's a photography setup, it's hanging shelves, it's painting something, you know, that A to Z thing and then seeing an accomplishment at the end is something that really resonates with the way that my brain functions. Yeah, I I, I don't know if I have that ability. I, I've had such a so much admiration for people who can build. I have another friend who's also mm-hmm. a builder and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know that I, if I have those skills, but I always had so much of it, so much admiration for people who can build something, who can actually put something together like this. this to mm-hmm. me, it's incredible. I don't know. I feel like it's like it's an amazing skill to have. And I, I can see why you must be so happy to have it. And at least now you're really respecting the fact that you have it and saying, yeah. yes, you know, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. It finally clicked only six months ago that like That's you were happiest when you were doing this. So six why are months. you not doing this? Six months. Because, you know, there is a huge investment in my design background. I've been doing that. I went to school. I went to Pratt for design mm-hmm. and I've been doing that for over 20 years. And yeah had said, oh, I'm going to make my own freelance business and do design. And I was fucking miserable. Really? Like anxiety off the charts, not sleeping, like all oh, I'm feeling, I'm not like I'm not delivering enough to my clients. Mm. Like I'm a good designer, mm. but I'm better at this stuff because I love it. And so my investment is different and my dedication to it is different. And how it impacts my well-being yes. is different in yes. my mindset. Yes. So, you know, you and I were talking a little bit, the exhaustion is intense, but when you're doing something that is bringing you satisfaction, it's worth it. So true. When you're just driving yourself mad and feeling like shit and feeling like you're not delivering what you should to these people that are counting on you and all that stuff, it's such an unhealthy place to be. And it just, it affects everything else around you. Yeah, I, and I agree. I agree. It's just, it's not worth it. No matter what you've invested in it to get there, it's not worth it anymore. Yeah, I agree. And so. I completely can speak to the same thing. I completely yeah. understand. So, you know, that makes, that leads me to want to ask you about your design, mm-hmm. your design sort of like um, work. So design came after that. And how did you get into design? Because it sounds like you really had already, somehow, it, well, you can tell me, do you feel like you're, you had already known before you got into design that you had the passion you did for building and for creating things, like building something? Yeah, I just, I didn't know what to do with that. I didn't know what my options right. were. And so I was in right. high school in this little tiny town. And, you know, my family is all scientists, which is a creativity of its own, but it's a very different side of the coin. It is definitely creative, though. Yeah, I'm. you know, my siblings are both musicians and artists and my dad and all that, um, my mom, everyone has it, but their their life is in 
the sciences. You know, my dad, my brother, physicists and, and all this stuff. So um, my sister's a neurobiologist. My mother's a special ed teacher, like just all over the place. And then there's me, who's this weird kid that there's a picture of me in this like <laughs> blue satin 1920s ball gown with with a sheer curtain draped over my shoulders <laughs> sitting at the table my dad had brought home a microscope and i have my hair back and i'm looking in the microscope and like there look it's our very own memory curie you know i was constantly in the most bizarre outfits you've ever seen like just i was a totally wacko kid you know i, I just and so i think it started from there and then my art teacher was like um she was talking to me. So there was a first part where went into guidance. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. They're like, well, if you take five years of art, the equivalent of five years of art uh-huh. at the time, this was before high school, got into like thesis and shit like that. Yeah. Um, you don't have to take science classes anymore past biology. So I was like, yes, I'm in. You're like, I didn't want any yeah, of that. Like, I mean, I loved it. And I, I love listening to my family talk about it, but it's not what I have an affinity for. Like, I can understand it when I read it and I'm curious about it, but it didn't draw me the way that like, you tell me I can make, pretty pictures and jewelry and and paint silk scarves and you know go live in new york city and yeah. with the bohemians yeah. like sure no problem right, right, right and so that's how it started in college or in high school and then my art teacher was like was like i don't know what to do with it she's like you know there's a graphic design profession and so i started to look at that and i found pratt and um and I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where this can lead. This is what I can do with all this insanity that's in my head, you know? Right. And so that's how I ended up at Pratt. Okay. okay. And in New York City okay. and doing design for the next 20 plus years. Right. Yeah. But interestingly enough, like, you you came back to, you know, being more of a builder. Yeah. Point, right? And for me, the, the building is actually an extension of the design. It's just a different application. Um, and even when it comes to the design world... What I've realized that I love about it is like I I work with this really incredible branding agency that does beautiful, beautiful work for developers Mm -hmm. and they hand me their pretty art files Mm -hmm. and then I make it possible for those pieces of art to actually be produced and Uh, fabricated. So it is is very much in the same way. So that engineering aspect of it, that construction aspect and production is still there and that's the stuff that I can sit for hours in front of like 10 12 hours at a time and make perfect i love that part you sit me down and be like come up with the next nike brand i'm gonna lose my shit and probably jump out the window (laughs) like it's just it'll it would kill me if i had to do that right right. and uh, that sounds overly dramatic but it's not really far from the truth okay but it's it's not it's not your thing like it sounds like you really are like about like making like bring something to fruition like really figuring out like it sounds like you have an amazing uh i love puzzles i love puzzles i spend all my time on the subway doing jigsaw puzzles like (laughs) now these days is that a thing not like a physical thing but i have you know an app app on my phone right of course and and, you keep bumping up the number of pieces in the puzzle (laughs) like it started at 100 and now i'm at like 300 and the little tiny screen you know but so and there's a combination of things where that works where i'm really good at distinguishing color yeah. So I have like I have all this fine art background yes. and, and stuff like that. I'm, I can't draw f- to save my life, but like <laughs> color theory and stuff like that. I understand. I'm really good at recognizing patterns. I'm really good at recognizing how things fit together, which is something that I've realized not everybody has having done puzzles with someone that is completely inept at it, yeah. like has no concept that they yeah. like that piece absolutely in no shape or form should be there. <laughs> but, and, but they think they found the perfect fit. And right, I'm like, right. In what world? But that's, you know, I mean, and that's just a certain sort of way yeah, of looking at things. Like some yeah. people don't have that, Mm-mm. you know? I mean, that's Mm-mm. what's, what I love about what I'm hearing about you is that you, it's like you found the exact tweaked equation, 
make you the most productive you can be and and have it be something you actually enjoy yes that's incredible which is Finally, I'm like, that's fucking finally. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> it took time though, right? It took, it took yes. a minute, right? There was a light bulb moment a few months ago when I was, I don't know what kind of stuff I had just been finishing up, but I was like, why am I not doing construction management? Like, why not just go back to school? Like, this is what you love, put it to use. But even my clients, you know, my building clients are also working with me on a design side. Because if I go into a bedroom and I see like, I was helping a client with their daughter's bedroom the other day and I was like... I think the bed would work better over there. And if you get this system installed in here, you can get all of our toys off the floor. You could do this. You could have our set up. So like there's an application for design in what I'm doing. Right. And there's right. a conversation that happens with even just, well, what kind of paint are you putting on the wall? And this is right. how it works. And right. this is what looks better. And here are your finishes. And, you know, so they're, they're not just looking for the physical labor. They are, they are making that selection also based on my background and going, yeah. I think one as a woman and two as a designer, you're going to be more careful. You're going to have a more meticulous eye. You're going to have a more mm-hmm. thoughtful, critical approach to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I need. You know, right. that's right. what I want in someone I'm working with. That's incredible. So, yeah. That's really cool. I just, yeah, I, I just love, love it. it. Yeah. I'm like, I just okay. love this, like, sort of like <laughs> the way you've come to this, like mm-hmm. the way it came about is incredible to me. I'm so relieved. Yeah. I'm so relieved I've, to finally I've feel bet. like I found my did spot. Did you feel like for a while you were just like floating out there and being like, I don't know what this is. Like, where, where yeah. is this going? It took a really big toll on me. Started falling much deeper into a depression and all that because mm-hmm. I just felt like I didn't have a path and the one I was on I wasn't happy with. Yeah. And um, mostly I just felt bad that because I was so unhappy doing it that I felt that I wasn't delivering what my clients deserved. Right. You know, right. and that is the worst possible thing I can think of. I've been there. Like, it, the it, it absolute horrible. worst. It is a horrible feeling. You know, it is. It's stressful. It's horrible. It is horrible. Because that is not something I'm okay with. Right. Of course. <laughs> At of course. all. Right. Right. And neither am I. I mean, no. I understand that. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have to ask yourself, okay, so what's going on? Like, yeah. well, am I really using my skills in the best way possible? Mm-hmm. Am I doing it in a place of, you know, I feel good about what I'm doing. I'm enjoying this. Yep. You know, you have to ask yourself these questions. Yep. Like, I don't feel like, I, I don't think people ask themselves this enough. Like, am I actually enjoying this? Like, it does, I mean, it's like you said, it's like, you can work for hours. Yeah. You know, doing the things that you love, the things that are your passion. And it's not hard to, mm-hmm. because you're just like, I can keep going mm-hmm. from this. Your body's what gives out after yeah. a while. It's like, I gotta go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> it's over, right? But yeah. it's like, but your mind still wants to keep going. Yep. So yeah. that's, that's always a good sign. And if you can go, you know, at the end of the day, if you find yourself so exhausted, you can't, your body's like being like, I got to go to bed. Mm-hmm. You're in a good place. Yeah. I think you're in a really good place. I you totally know, agree. And that's like where I found anymore. myself. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. I love yeah. that. I love that. I can't even begin to understand how then photography became a part of it. Oh. You know, this whole mixology thing. Like, we'll get into that. But like yeah. photography, where, where does that play so, uh, a role in all of this? I did a lot of photography in high school actually towards the end my like junior and senior year they developed a really lovely photography program in a dark room and this was long before there was dslr you know um so we worked with actual film my dad Mm -hmm. is a pretty good amateur photographer and his dad had set him up with all of his old cameras and a dark room and all this and in fact i'm pretty sure they he has a dark room in the basement of the current house because my sister did a lot of this work too okay so anyway so i did photography and whatnot in college not as a major or minor or anything like that it's always been a personal very very personal creative outlet so I don't do a ton of it 
like I will shoot for my friends. I will shoot for myself. I love street photography. Like so much of my life and the creative stuff that I was doing was for other people. Mm -hmm. And it was dictated by their needs, whether it was a corporation I was working for, Mm -hmm. it was an outside client, whatever. And so photography was something that I owned entirely and was my vision. And it's something that I felt I was really capable of doing because as I look around myself, I'm framing whatever it is that I'm seeing. Like I'm reacting to light. I'm, I just, I think it's sort of a lot the way filmmakers probably move through the world. You just, you kind of see things a little bit differently in Mm -hmm. terms of, Oh, that's an incredible, like I walk through the world going, yeah, framing. That's a really amazing shot. Like what, what story does that view tell right now? And that little moment in time. So I do a little bit of it. The, the restaurant across the street here, um, I photographed, I'm a regular, and so I photographed their interiors for their new website and stuff like that. I photograph my friends' events, but I don't do a ton of it, like, on a commercial level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I do if the project is right. Like, this brand project that I did recently, I did all the photography for them because I, this is one project that I'm really proud of in terms of design, and so I've kept a really tight mm-hmm. grip Works. on... Okay. On... Uh, <laughs> on the integrity of it and I function as their creative director so like that's one client that I've held on to on that side of things Um, because I I really want to own that you know and they were we were shooting up here in Harlem because they're based here and so I got to walk around for two days and just photograph Harlem you know (laughs) like it just it's an amazing creative outlet yeah I I, I saw your Instagram your um, you have one for photography as well. Yeah, my my primary account is mostly photography. Yeah, it's really just, nice. You know the view I mean, the of street what's art is city. really great. The street, Thank you. Um, street, I appreciate um, it. Photos are great. It's really yeah. nice stuff. I love it. it. It surprises me that you're not doing it more. Actually, it's it's because for me the photography is is really personal. Like yeah. it's the thing that I don't want to exploit and I turn understand. into understood yeah. someone else's control. Right. Like, I understand that. I just, I can't, I feel, and I don't know if there's other creatives that feel the same way or like it's even in your role, if there's something that you feel that way about, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. some things you just don't want to turn into a commodity. I I understand that. You know? I understand that. Yes. Well, I mean, whatever you're doing with it, you're doing it beautifully. I appreciate that. Thank you. Your Instagram, I can't wait till the end of this podcast (laughs) and you have to plug yourself. It's going to be like 50, 50 Instagrams and like, you know, 30 websites. It's going to be like insane. I can't wait because it's going to be like, plug yourself and you'll be plugging yourself for 10 minutes. That's going to be amazing. Keep it short and sweet. There's one place you can get to everything. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. I also want to ask you about. You know, I'm here at your place yeah. right now, and I noticed that you built a bar mm-hmm. because you're an amazing builder. But now I see that you have this beautiful collection of alcohol because you also <laughs> make beautiful cocktails again on your Instagram. Like, yeah. where did that come from? Again, it's all of this is purely an extension of wanting to know how things work. Incredible. And, and also, like, there's, you know, Death and Company, I think going on 10 years ago now, is, yes. is the craft cocktail bar, yes. that, bar that really reignited yeah. the whole thing yeah. and so starting to go out with friends and going to all the you know please don't tell and yeah. employees only and going yeah. to all those places just really got me fascinated in it and I'd always been a little little tiny bit of a foodie like nothing to write home about mm-hmm. or start a blog about <laughs> some, <laughs> some people have tried to do and, and leverage um, but you know going out to a bar and having an incredible drink and going wow I could go home and, and try and make that and it actually started with a restaurant in Brooklyn, which is now closed, which is unfortunate, called Char Number no. Four, which was a oh, really well-known yeah. um, whiskey and bourbon bar. Yes, I remember and that place. They wow. made this drink called a, 
uh, I remember was it the Kentucky Royale? I think they called it. And it's like, it's cassis and bourbon and champagne and a little bit of bitters. And it is so fucking good. Oh my God. And I happened to find. Oh my God. Tell me you recreated that, please. <laughs> you know what? I, I am a powerful Google searcher and I happened to find <laughs> a little tiny article from years and years ago in New York Magazine where they published the recipe for it. And so I actually started making, and that was the first drink I started making constantly. And then the other one is from Rain's Law Room, which is yes. more recently, yes. which Oh my god, that place is amazing. It is is pretty amazing. They have one called the Wildest Redhead. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and you happen to be redhead. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> and so I make that one for myself all the time because I love the way. Well, what's in that? Now it's bourbon and some lemon, and but what they do is they the way that the cherry hearing, which is a cherry liqueur, uh-huh. goes in, it creates this. And I'm just going to lose the word right now. This gradated effect. Oh, like how oh. you do your hair. Yes. What's that word? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Oh, shoot. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Right? Yeah. So anyway, there's like a spectrum from right. red to the, right. the so bourbon color. Levels. Yeah. Yeah. And it just looks so beautiful. And of course, it's delicious. And it's nice and tart and that cherry oh, and everything. So, so oh it, I know there's a picture of one or two on the cocktail account um, somewhere. But yeah. So I like, so I have all the Death and Company and the books. And I've, I started making my own shrubs and stuff like that. So that's how you started doing this? You were just yeah. like... Cocktails are amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I really want to uncover how to make some of these cocktails. Yeah, everything starts from I want to know how this works. This is amazing. You like, know, I cannot tell you how impressed I am with <laughs> your your ability to be like, I see this end product. I can take it apart and recreate it, mm-hmm. like on, in some way. Yeah, I mean, and and I think that that same that same sort of like mindset is exactly what makes you look at something and and figure out. Okay, how can I make this work? Right. It's it's the same sort of pulling apart of something. Yeah. It's a beautiful, amazing, like, part of your brain that works in this amazing way. Like, it's incredible. I really like it. The only drawback for me is that I have a short attention span. So <laughs> I have to work hard not to get, get not get bored, but kind of get, well, I guess, bored and stunt the evolution of the knowledge. So I know a lot of things. Right. Oh, I know a little bit about a lot of things, you know, but there's not like one thing that I am expert in. Like there, there's a depth of knowledge that right, but, sometimes is. But, but I would, I mean, I'd say that it's not necessarily to be an expert in everything. I mean, I'm yeah, sure no. you, you know enough about some things to, yeah. so that it's, it's what you need, right? Yeah. For me, and it's interesting, there's, there was actually a TED talk about people like me who are like, I don't know where my, my place is in the world. I have all these interests. What do I do with it? You know, other people who like to specialize and just get really focused right. and they do have right. that like insane right. depth right. and become right. experts. Right. And they're like, but we need people like you who take all those disparate things and put them together. You see connections Absolutely. that other people would not necessarily Absolutely. see because Absolutely. they are focused. So you need the balance of both of those things happening in the world. Right. So there is a place for people that bounce all over it. And like I, think me. <laughs> but I think it's important because I think that we, you know, in society we really seem to like praise the people who have this, sort of specialty they, mm-hmm. they they're very focused in one area yeah. and i think that that's nice but there there is a need for people like you yeah. who can see a bigger picture and, and can put sort of connections together i think that's a fantastic thing uh, you know that scene from uh working girl where they ask her to explain how she put trask and radio together no, I don't know do you know what i'm talking about okay i don't know so so what what, what is that what is no it? they uh, they it, it shouldn't even go into... They ask her how she put these two different things together. They didn't make sense in the real world. Like, right. nobody else would have made that connection. Right. And I'm not saying that I would do it, but she was like, because I saw this, and I went, duh, 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 you know? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, it's, but you see, it has its place. Yeah. It has its place. Yeah. And I think it's important. I, sometimes we, I, like I said, there is this praise for people who are very specialized in mm-hmm. one thing. But I feel like each of us has to say, okay, what am I good at? Yeah. And find that, and, and whatever that combination is, find the things that work for us in that and, and go towards that direction. Yeah. And there's there's value in that. There's value in all of it. You know, Absolutely. there's value in somebody who's very specialized in one thing. And this value in somebody who can, you know, know a little bit about a lot right. of things. Well, there's that, that person who can take the, try this out. And then the person who's really focused and understands it can run with it, you know? I mean, it's a it's a beautiful skill to have. Yeah. And I think it's amazing. So now I feel like I need to move on to the next thing. <laughs> so many things. Um, the hitting things. Oh, the hitting things. So what's um, that about? Boxer. Yeah. So, oh, God, going on... Nope. Five years ago, I left a very, very long-term relationship, and I moved up here to Harlem. Mm -hmm. And I had been a member of the Y, and there's one just down the block from me. Beautiful. Gyms are great. They are boring as fuck. (laughs) They are so fucking boring. All right. Well, I'm a gym goer, so I don't know what you're talking about. um, (laughs) They just don't work for me. Um, Not for everyone. And... I don't have that kind of dedicated focus. I, you know, I went a couple of times and then Time Out New York came out with their annual fitness issue, which I think usually happens around the holidays when, you know, everyone. Usually, <laughs> usually. I mean, it's very well timed. Yeah, exactly. So, and they were talking about, they mentioned something about boxing and then I was like, I wonder if there's like a women's boxing and I started Googling and I discovered uh, Reese Scott and Women's World of Boxing hmm. and it is New York City's first and only women's boxing gym and at the time we were training out of um, Mendez boxing which is down by Madison Square Park but I walked in there and I walked down the steps into this skunky little you know boxing gym which is as they all are and there's Reese with this group of women in the corner and she just went welcome to the group I had my first class and I have never looked back Wow! it has been five years ago Yep. It has been the most incredible journey of community and family and strength and people that just wholeheartedly believe in you. They, these women have become my family. Um, They were there for me during a very, very tumultuous time in my life where I didn't know what I was doing and everything had gone upside down and everything that I thought I knew about who I was and what my future was going to be was gone. You know, it was a 20-year relationship just out the window. And so all of a sudden I'm standing in this community of women that just believe in themselves and believe in the person standing next to them and led by this incredibly charismatic and and caring and thoughtful woman who has spent, we're now talking about having spent 15 years building this community, fighting all of these battles for for us to have space in these male dominated worlds and you know just holds ground for us constantly she holds up the world for us so that we don't have to have the battle and um I, like if i talk about it anymore i'm just gonna start bawling That's okay. <laughs> so That's okay. um and just last year a year ago february she opened her own gym she finally has her own space in east harlem That's and so amazing yeah so we're all there now and I, for myself personally you know, i've been training for five years and now my goal for this year is i had done some sparring a few years ago but it was it was just stressful for my mindset at the time and now 
I'm going back into it because it, for me, it's the next level. Like I've been doing drills. I'm at the highest level I can be in terms of drills. And so I was like, I want to progress. And so I'm, I'm working on sparring a lot right now. And, um, I, I don't expect to ever get in the ring, but this is not an exercise class. Like right. this is not right. some of the other gyms that are out there that are doing boxing exercise. This right. is, you're going to learn how to fucking fight. You're going to learn how to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn that you have space in this world and you deserve to take it up and like that's what she says to us constantly like own your space claim it you have the right to exist you have the right to be here nobody can take that from you just all of that so it's an incredibly empowering and welcoming community my god yeah that's incredible yeah it's it's everything it's everything and you know i had the the honor of working with her on on developing some art for it and stuff like that under her direction and i've just i've done everything i can to try and just give back the little right. tiny bit of what she's she's right. given to all right. of us. It sounds like so. what you. It sounds like this is really has been life changing. Yes, you know, it in is. a lot of ways. It has absolutely been life changing. First of all, it sounds like at the time <laughs> that you got into boxing and, and into Reese's sort of program, mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. that it was at a time where you needed you you were just kind of set adrift. Yeah, I needed community. Yeah. I needed yes, needed women in particular yes. who could say. I've been through that. I understand what you're going through. I understand why you feel the way you feel. You know, fuck that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, every yeah. once in a while you yeah. need that person. You who's need like, it. Yes, you get to be pissed off and tell him he's an <laughs> asshole. You know, right. like people that are willing to listen. And more importantly than than any of that, I think, is people that wholeheartedly believe in our innate strength. Yes. And yes. abilities and all that. Because I have a fraught relationship with femininity where I think I've definitely internalized a lot of the feminine equals weak. Mm-hmm. And so when I was functioning a lot in cis hetero world, I constantly felt on the defensive. Mm. If I like, if you show up too girly, you have guys assuming you're ex or you're not capable or whatever. So I was constantly in a fight to be like, stop asking me if I need help. You. Right. Like I had some jackass in an elevator trying, I was carrying a computer. It's like, can I help you? I was like, no, I'm fine. He's like, well, I guess they they make computers lighter these days. I was like, or, you know, women are strong. I was, I was so livid. And there've been so many small little instances of which we've all experienced, you know, like, so shit like that. And, and not being in that world anymore has been very relaxing in a way. Like (laughs) not having to do that labor, that emotional labor and not having to be on the defensive and not having to brace yourself for what stupidity somebody is going to say. I mean, it still happens, but you know, to be in a community of people where you just, you can look at each other and not have to say anything and be like, I I gotcha. It's okay. You know? Right. It it just, it's priceless. It's absolutely priceless. Amazing. I can't hear enough about this. I think it's I think everybody should come join us. Yeah, I I can't hear enough about it because I I just think what I love is that, you know, I have to commend you because at a time when, like I said, you were set adrift, you really took it upon yourself to do something that I think was really actually very good for you, Mm -hmm. very positive, right? You're trying to channel some energy, trying to find yourself. You're trying to lean on community. You, You did the things that are really, I don't know, very, very healthy for kind of getting yourself back on track. And I've, it sounds like I've had to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, you, you I mean, you could have <laughs> gone well, off the rails, you know, a lot of people go off the rails. And you and you can't really there's no no judgment on that. No, but, not at all. But but it's but it's really nice to see someone that says, "You know what? I'm I'm in I'm in a little bit of trouble here." I'm it's really... interesting to hear that perspective because I struggle with feeling like 
there is a daily battle against depression and anxiety. And it's something that runs on my family. It's something that other people in my family experience to an even greater degree than I do. And so it's actually very interesting to hear someone say, wow, it looks like you actually took it upon yourself to like take care of yourself because so many times I just feel like I'm falling apart. And you're right. I should appreciate the fact that despite that I was falling apart, it's happened a lot over the last few years, but there's been some terrible things that have happened. I still managed to stay on my feet. Right. And, like, I've definitely right. taken breaks. I've definitely not gotten out of bed and, for and, a week. And, and by the way, you know? like, and that's okay, right? We're not saying that's okay. It's not about that not being okay. It's about overall, <laughs> you care enough about yourself to make sure you're taking care of yourself yeah. and asking for help when you need it yeah. and leaning on your community when you need it and going to your boxing class where, you're, where there's some strong women that mm-hmm. you can lean on. Like, that's important. Yeah, you know, and, and they let me fall apart on them and, more than they should you know have what? ever had to deal with. And that's awesome because you that's know? the kind of that's what yeah. community means. Yeah, know? that's the, the whole definition of community. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be days when you're like, nope, not getting out of bed, not doing yep. it. Like that's that's. But those okay. are also the moments when I get a text going, "Everything okay?" Right. You know. Right. Right. So right those off. little they tiny they things. Know. Right. Those those where you feel like someone sees you and they've noticed that something is off, like. I cannot express enough how important those stu- just send someone a heart emoji. Yeah, I don't care what it I is. Totally agree. It just, I, totally I don't agree care if you think, just say to someone, I love you. It doesn't need to be an in-depth exactly conversation. Right. Exactly Nothing. Right. Someone feeling acknowledged and seen. That's everything in the world. It really is. Cause you never like know what, what kind of struggle someone's going yep. through. Right. You mm-hmm. know, there are a lot of people who, you know, they, they keep it to themselves. They keep yep. it quiet and you don't know what struggle they're going through. Yep. So it's like, send that heart emoji, mm-hmm. send that text, you know, check in, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like, make sure someone knows you're not alone in this. Yep. Like, I'm here with you. And that's what it sounds like you found in that community. Yeah, absolutely. I can't say enough about how important community is. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about that a lot. It's so important for people to lean on community when they feel like they just, they don't know what, you know, they're, they're going through something and they just feel like they're alone in it. Yeah. It's so important to have those people that will check on you like yep. that. So this this gym, or the, I don't know, what would, you, what would you call it? Would you call it? Like, I call it a gym. It's a boxing gym. Okay, so boxing but, gym. But like, it's Reese's version of a boxing gym, well, which Reese, is not any or, boxing or, gym you or have he, ever been in in your life my before. <laughs> Reese already has my respect. You should definitely what she's providing check it out. These women sounds amazing. Yeah. It sounds incredible. It is. So respect Absolutely to that. Amazing. Yeah, and, and respect to you again also for finding that. Thank just you. to help your, yourself. Just to give you what you needed mm-hmm. at that time, you know? I these I say it all the time, these women are the loves of my life. Oh, like, God. Oh, it's like a love us, guys. You I know, can't. I, I'm feeling I need to get the crystals out. If, I'm feeling like a if little... You, <laughs> if you find people like that and friends like this, whether it's a romantic, it's platonic, whatever, but it is... It is everything. It is everything. You just said something that I want to like talk about a little bit. It is important for people to understand that you can find that and it doesn't have to be romantic. Yes. It can be 100% platonic. Mm-hmm. Support comes in many different shapes and forms. Yes. Right? So find support wherever you need it and don't assume that it has to come from your partner, yeah. your romantic partner. Yeah. So, and that's an unfair burden to put on a single person. I 100% just spect, agree with that. I you know, with yeah. 100% whatever like that. Yeah, I, um, I agree with that. I totally yeah. agree with that. So I think it's so beautiful you found it in this community yeah. and that they're showing up for you. You show up for them and there's all this love. It's just so, yep. we have to take care of each other, guys. Yep. We have to do that, you know? I love, <laughs> love, 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 love. Please come join us. Oh come my try God. it out. I may have to box it out, guys. Yes. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Come try it I'll out. I'll bring the crystals, though. I may have to bring the crystals. It's okay. We'll see what They'll be more than welcome there. <laughs> You will love Reese. You'll have a great time. Really? You'll meet everybody else. It's like I this this is my church. Okay, well, this see, is my beautiful. witnessing. That's you know, beautiful. like that's I, beautiful. I love yeah, that. I this, love that. I'm 
ridiculous about it. Everybody has to listen to me. Go on. All right. Well, well, WWB. Now, well, now, well, now I have to like look this up, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that in, in a moment. At this point, I like to talk about, I'm going to ask you the question I ask all my guests. Mm-hmm. I want you to finish the sentence or complete the sentence. I feel most authentic when. So I feel most authentic when I am making something. When I my hands are engaged and my head is engaged and I am making something that I love. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. I like, and I guess I could have guessed you would have said that. Yeah. <laughs> based off what we talked hmm. about earlier. Yeah. I mean, if you said something different, I'd be like, well, that's kind of different from what you said earlier. But, I think you see it like physically on me. People will come like... I look comfortable and happy and relaxed when I'm doing that stuff. Oh, beautiful. Yes. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I love it. Now, I want you to do me a favor, and I know this might be hard. Mm. I want you to plug yourself. (laughs) So this is a time when the 30 websites and Mm -hmm. the 40 Instagram accounts (laughs) come out. But you know what? We're patient. So let's, let's, I want you, I mean, Heather, you're doing so much (coughs) and you have so many talents. Mm. Tell us where to find you. So you can find me on H-W-I-A-B, which stands for Heather Weather is a Brat, which mm. is my grandfather's nickname for me. Nice. <laughs> he used to sign all of his cards to me with H-W-I-A-B on the back. I love it. Um, and from there, you can get pretty much anywhere. Uh, my primary Instagram account is Ignuts, I-G-N-U-T-Z-Z. Mm-hmm. And from there, you can get to the other ones. And then if you want to hire me, uh, I'm on TaskRabbit. So you can find me through TaskRabbit. And then TaskRabbit, what kind of services do you offer there? kind of everything so painting home repair and improvement pet sitting um all of that like if there's something you need in your life plug it in and i'll probably show up (laughs) (laughs) event planning design whatever i kind of put everything in there but the bulk of the work that i do is um like minor home repair and improvement tiling and painting and all of that stuff so very much that's where i'm you can you can also ask me for that via the website Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Okay, so hwiab.net or dot com. Hwiab.com, guys. Yeah. Please go onto that site and see all the things. You're going to be like, your mind's going to get blown <laughs> because you're going to be like, okay, she does all this stuff. I may need all of these things. I don't know. Maybe I need one of these things. I don't know. There's a lot going on there. And this this is a very talented person. But it looks pretty and it's easy to read. So I, don't worry. You won't be overwhelmed. I, I, don't, I don't doubt that it looks pretty. I saw it. I already know it looks pretty, yeah. but. Thank God it looks pretty because there is a lot to, to yes, offer. There's that's a lot. True. There's, there are true. many offerings on this site, so <laughs> you you could get overwhelmed. But it's 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 going to look pretty, and you're not going to get overwhelmed with an ugly site. That's, that's <laughs> at least that's not going to happen. <laughs> anyway, Heather, thank you so much for being on today. Thank this, you for having what me. What a pleasure to talk to you. I mean, <laughs> so many. You know, you make me feel like I'm not doing enough in one day. I think we all have this in us. It's just whether or not we're interested in exploring it. Yeah. I don't even know if I can get up earlier, but like, it looks like I may have to. But you're doing 10 million different things. Please. (laughs) That's true. I heard your litany of projects this week. It's it's quite true. Heather (laughs) does not lie. I mean, clearly she's not a liar. She's a boxer. She's a photographer. She's a mixologist. She's one of everything. Not a liar. Not a liar. (laughs) Heather, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to have you on today. I love what you're doing. Please continue um, being you and boxing (laughs) and making things and hitting things and like mixing things and all all the things. Keep doing it. It is wonderful. Thank you. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening today. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast, comment and rate, and we look forward to seeing you at the next episode.